celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty, all righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this Wednesday. As we begin another racing week, Las Vegas style, from the gaming capital right here. We emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. We welcome you to the show on this 23rd day of March, 3232022. That's your date. We welcome you. We're going to be covering racing worldwide because uh, coming up on Saturday, of course, we're going to start our racing day early with the Dubai World Cup and all the big gazillion-dollar races surrounding the $12 million Dubai World Cup. They drew for those races. We'll get into that in just a moment. And, of course, we've got a couple of uh, Kentucky Derby point-getting races this week. Of course, that includes the UAE Derby and Maidan Racecourse in Dubai. And, of course, the Louisiana Derby. Got the fields for those as well. So, with 45 days to go until the Kentucky Derby, we're cranking it up here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We welcome you to the show as we start this week uh, from the studios and over the airwaves, Sports Talk, 1400 AM in Las Vegas. And, of course, uh, covering the world, as you know, we do on all of our different websites and phone apps, etc. The website's racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas, .world, .global. You got your iPhones, your Androids, with your phone apps that you can get into your phone app stores and put it on your device and listen to our shows streaming like right now on your devices. And of course, wherever you get your podcasting, we welcome you all, however, wherever, wherever you get us to the Race Day Show today. 54 degrees right now in Las Vegas. It's going to get up to 77 degrees. Well, you know, it's springtime now. We zipped right in through springtime, didn't we? Yeah. So it's uh, going to be 77 today, and that's not over. Tomorrow, Thursday, how about 86, and that's not over. How about Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and Sunday? We're going to be in the 90s. Whoo-hoo, man. We're looking at record high temperatures for these particular dates going through the weekend. So today, 77, Thursday, 86, Friday, 91, Saturday, 93, Sunday, 90. So if you're looking to come up here in Las Vegas to enjoy a little bit of simulcast racing and a whole bunch of uh, second weekend of March Madness, we were... Uh, Now we're into the Sweet 16, going to get to the Elite 8 and down to the Final Four by the time the dust settles this weekend in the NCAA tournament. Come on down. Weather's going to be great. It's fantastic today. And the good thing about it today, sun shining bright, ground dry, beautiful weather, 54 degrees right now, and there is no wind. No wind. That's the goodie here in Las Vegas. So we welcome you to the show. Like we said, coming up this weekend, uh, you've got the uh, Dubai World Cup going on in Dubai. And you got all uh, these uh, great races coming up the fairgrounds. Fairgrounds got a big, big racing day coming up on Saturday. Uh, because you'll have, uh, I think, uh, eight stakes races. Highlighted, of course, by the uh, $1 million Louisiana Derby, a grade two. 
You'll have the Fairgrounds Oaks. These are for the three-year-old fillies trying to get to the Kentucky Oaks on the Friday before the Derby. And then a whole bunch of other stakes races that include the Costa Rica, uh, I'm sorry, the Costa Rising, the Costa Rising stakes, the Tom Benson Memorial, the New Orleans uh, Classic, the Muniz Memorial, and uh, a couple of uh, Crescent City, the Crescent City Oaks and the Crescent City Derby. So you got two derbies and two oaks coming up on Saturday right there at the fairground. Sam Houston's got a bunch of stakes races this weekend, all $100,000 stakes races. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven $100,000 stakes races this weekend at uh, Sam Houston on Saturday. So we got a lot of good stuff going on. And, of course, uh, Santa Anita will kick in on Friday. Right now, today. On our racing menu, we have uh, nine racetracks up and available for you. We'll get to that in just a minute. Going to give you the uh, Twin Q results from Sunday, where they had a carryover in the Twin Q. And, of course, uh, Jonathan Hardoon, Tommy Masses, our handicappers, will be with us. John Linda will update us on what's going on in Southern California. We'll look at uh, the Dubai World Cup key races as well. And Jerry Jackowitz, along with his Gulfstream picks with the Power Page. So we got a lot to do, including giving you the racing menu. But now getting to the big races. The UAE Derby, a grade two, that does produce Kentucky Derby leaderboard points. Now, in the UAE Derby, it w- it's a full field. You have horses, uh, and, and a lot of these horses, you, of course, we won't know because they're uh, coming from all parts of uh, the world, including a lot from Dubai. But they are Irwin, Kiefer, Quality Boon, Azure Coast, Ben Doog, Ben Doog. That's a gunrunner offspring, too. Combustion, Crown Pride, Get Back Goldie. Stop me when you've uh, got to listen to a horse that's familiar to you because it, uh, it's not to me yet. Gilded Age, Island Falcon. All right, here we go. Here's one. Pinehurst. Son of Twirling Candy, trained by Bob Baffert. Flavian Pratt in Dubai this week, getting ready for the weekend. Uh, and he is going to ride Pinehurst, who just uh, completed winning the uh, Saudi Derby in uh, Saudi Arabia on the big Saudi Cup night. So Pinehurst is in there, the only really one, the familiar one that we know, because the rest of the field includes horses called Raiwa Ombre. Raiwa Ombre. Okay. Sikifu. Summer is tomorrow. Withering and Arabian Gazelles. Those are the names of the three-year-olds in the UAE Derby. And the only one of which I know is Pinehurst. Maybe that's all we need to know. That's in the UAE Derby. Now we get to the Dubai World Cup. Twelve million bucks. Right? Biggie, Dubai World Cup, and an international field from the rail out. Life is good. Draws the rail. I read Ortiz Jr.'s writing for Todd Pletcher. I love the uh, morning line odds, 10 to 11. Number two is Aero Trem. Big long shot at 66 to 1. The three horses, Chua Wizard, 33 to 1. The four is Grocer Jack, 66 to 1. I, how they come up with these odds, I don't know. But uh, these are, I guess, the ra- uh, uh, odds according to the Racing Post right now. Country Grammar, an American horse, post 5. Bob Baffert, Frankie DeTore is going to ride at 10 to 1. Real World. 25 to 1. Hot Rod Charlie is number 7 for Doug O'Neill and Flavian Pratt. They're 7 to 2. Favorites at 7 to 2 on the morning line. At least their morning line. Midnight Bourbon, another American horse. Steve Asmussen trainee. Jose Ortiz riding at 12 to 1. Magni Coors, a uh, entrant there for Andre Fab. William Buick will ride at 25 to 1. Hypothetical is number 10, 25 to 1, and Remorse, 
is number 11 at 50 to 1. The 11 horse field in the Dubai World Cup, and you know that the familiar names, the American horses, are going to be dom- dominating the betting there and could very well dominate the race itself. So that's what's happening in Dubai World Cup. Remember, it's the uh, Dubai World Cup Day of Racing. You've got a lot of stakes races, a lot of million-dollar jobbies, and that starts early in the morning, Saturday morning. Of course, it will be simulcast to you, I believe, through the uh, TVG cable network, and uh, you'll be able to wager on it through an American pool. They're going to have an American pool for that as well. So that starts out the Dubai World Cup, and then, of course... We roll on over to the uh, America, where, at uh, we, like we said at the fairgrounds, a whole bunch of stakes races, but I know you're interested in the Louisiana Derby, so let's do that. The Louisiana Derby, million bucks, a mile and three-sixteenths, unusual distance for a derby prep. This, of course, is the distance of the Preakness Stakes, the middle jewel of the Triple Crown. And here they are from the rail out. In a field that sees nine. Number one is Silent Power. Gerald Melanson aboard. The two is Zozos. That's that impressive runner that that, uh, had uh, such an impressive run last time that Bradcock said, let's try. Let's try a stakes race. So there he is, Zozos, off a big win in his last race. Florent Garot is going to ride for Bradcox. The three is Call Me Midnight. James Graham for Keith DeSormo. The four, Curly Tail. Colby Hernandez for Dallas Stewart. The five is Kupuna. Kupuna. Ray Lou Gutierrez for Brett Calhoun. The, seven, uh, the six is Epicenter, one of the favorites in the race. Joel Rosario riding for Steve Asmussen. Seven is Pioneer of Medina, the son of Pioneer of the Nile. Tyler Gaffleone for Todd Pletcher. The eight is Galt. Junior Alvarado for Bill Moss. Mott, and the nine is rattle and roll. Brian Hernandez for Kenny McPeak. Very good, solid field for the Louisiana Derby and a million-dollar purse on Saturday. So we're just uh, we're just starting the week. We're looking ahead to all of these races, that's for sure. Let's go to our first break. When we come back, we'll give you a racing menu and then start with our handicappers. I'm sure Jonathan Hardoon has a thought or two about those races. And I imagine that Tommy Masses will probably have a a thought or two as well. Don't go away. We're just getting started on this Wednesday Race Day Las Vegas show on a beautiful morning in your gaming capital of the world. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. All righty, as we're looking ahead to uh, the big races, the big Dubai World Cup racing on uh, Saturday morning, and of course, uh, more Kentucky Derby leaderboard points up for grabs there and in uh, Louisiana at uh, the fairgrounds. 
the ongoing soap opera and saga of uh, Bob Baffert fighting the Kentucky Racing Commission, etc., continues. A Kentucky court judge on Monday denied trainer Bob Baffert's request for a stay of a 90-day suspension issued by the Kentucky Stewards until his appeal of that penalty can be adjudicated by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. The judge ruled that the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission was within its rights to issue its own denial of a stay, and they did. So the beat goes on there, and the march goes on to the Kentucky Derby with 45 days to go, so we will wait and see. He's he's got Pinehurst in the UAE Derby on Saturday. That's Kentucky Derby points, and you know all the other horses, including uh, Corniche, the two-year-old champion of last year, hadn't been seen on the track yet. So we'll wait and see. The ongoing saga continues. But what's going to continue here is the saga of looking for winners, and we're going to try to do that with uh, the racing menu and our handicappers. So let's get started. Let's do it. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the race book. Simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. I want to remind you, first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone because we are race day Las Vegas. We emanate and originate from Las Vegas, from this gaming capital. In the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. These will be the first post times to roll out in our race books. We are in the Pacific time zone. Thus, that's why the menu has the Pacific time zone start times. Now, you're listening worldwide. We know that. Through all the other platforms, our websites, the phone apps, the podcasting. So, however, wherever, whenever you get us, if you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to the Pacific time zone so you don't miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Already? Okay. Here we go. We begin with uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Tampa Bay is first up. Their first post time is 9.15 at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's first post time, 9.15. Okay. Next comes uh, Mahoning Valley. Mahoning Valley Racecourse, first post time, 9.45. They have a pick six jackpot carryover of $11,884. First post time, 9.45. Then you go to 9.55. That's the start time for Parks Racing. Parks Racing's first post time, 9.55. They have a pick five jackpot carryover at Parks Racing today, $70,454. First post time, 9.55. Next comes Gulfstream Park. First post time, 10.05 at Gulfstream. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $184,549. But, you know, they pump it up for a single ticket holder. If a single ticket winner hits it, they'll get more than that. But the uh, the official cash in the jackpot today, $184,549. And a first post time of 10.05. Following that, Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds is running today. Yeah, they are. New Orleans, first post time at the fairgrounds, 11.05. 11.05 fairgrounds today. Then we go to Turf Paradise, Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise has a first post time of 1.25. Pick six jackpot carryover there, $4,022. First post time, 1.25 at Turf Paradise. Then we'll kick it in with Sam Houston Park. They'll start at 2 o'clock this afternoon, 2 p.m. first post at Sam Houston Pacific time. They have a super high five jackpot carryover of $32,651. And then uh, we'll have coming up next Penn National. Penn National's first post time is 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn Nat. 3 o'clock first post time there. We wrap up the menu with Charlestown. Charlestown races starts at 4 p.m. today. Pick six jackpot carryover there. $107,960. Charlestown's first post time, 4 p.m. And that is your racing menu as we start out the week on this Wednesday. All righty, time to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. I'm sure he's on a soapbox or doing something there, so we'll find out what's going on. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine. You sound, you know, calm and collected this morning. <laughs> No, uh, well, it's a beautiful day today in Saratoga. Get out of here. By the way, you said, yeah, it is. It really is. It's uh, starting to turn to spring, hopefully. Ooh. By the way, you said that Hot Rod Charlie was the favorite, and no, Life is Good is the favorite. He's 11 to 10. That's probably like 1 to 9, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 
you know, I'm, I'm doing that's a, okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's not right. Ten, uh, this, the odds are 10 to 11, they said. Yeah. So. Yeah. For every 10, you get 11. So he's that a filthy chalk. Like <laughs> he's a filthy yeah. chalk. Hot Rod Charlie, 7 to 2. Those two are, well, yep. yeah, and that's, a, 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 that, I guess, I guess that's their odds. Of course, the American pool that won't start, won't open until maybe Friday for a little advance wagering. But you got to figure well, that life. You got to figure he's going to be yeah. the favorite here too, and you got to figure Hot Rod Charlie's going to be bet, and there'll be a little bit of money on Midnight Bourbon only because he's an American horse and country grammar because they're American horses, right? Yeah, I mean, Life is Good is probably the best horse in the world at this point. However, he is breaking from the rail. He's also being asked to go a distance he's never gone before. Uh-huh. So if you're going to ever try to beat him. Saturday may be the day, and from what I hear, Hat Rod Charlie is training out of his mind, and he looks terrific, and O'Neill's doing real well there. He's had a couple of, he's had a lot of success. He's been there about a month, I think, and I, I know for sure he has four or five winners so far. So, Yeah, no kidding. He sent he out a... trying to beat him, and now may be the time to try to beat him. He sent out a string of horses, right, for the uh, Dubai, the the. Yeah. the, the... Festival they've been having there, made the for the carnival, yeah, yeah, whatever it was, carnival yeah. festival. So he's had success, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he's training well there, but I understand life is good as training well too. Yeah, but he's asked to go just since he's never gone. I don't know how the rail was there. You know, if it, if it was like the Derby and you drew draw, draw the rail, you throw the ticket out because uh, they never win. But there may be a different confrontation of the layout for a mile and a quarter. I don't know. We'll find out. And then you got uh, Midnight Bourbon. Here's a horse that is trying to break a 10-race losing streak. However, his losses are coming against the best horses in the world, right? Yeah, he's earned a lot of money for a horse that hasn't yeah. won 10, <laughs> 10 stars. That's no. for sure. <laughs> You'd like to own a horse like that yeah. that just doesn't win. <laughs> there was a horse, in, uh, it, naturally, because uh, I'm an old man and my memory isn't what it used to be. There was a horse that was a maiden that ran in California that actually showed up in the Kentucky Derby. He kept running second and third in all these big races, and he earned like a gargantuan amount of money and was still eligible for non-winners of two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And there was a horse in New York many years ago named Jacku who never won a race. So it took him forever to win a race, and he also earned a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd like to. Have, I'd like to have Midnight Bourbon. He'd be install one in my in my barn. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so for Bafford, something's going to have to give uh, Ralph because time's running out for these horses. You have Messier. Who's, I think it's going in the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah. And Doppeldinger, who's going in the Arkansas Derby. Yep. And, uh, you know, if they're going to their last chance to get any points, so if they're still under Baffert, uh, they're not going to run in the Derby. And I I just can't believe it, but I guess there is certain loyalty in yeah. this game and uh, a lot more than I would have, to be honest with and you. And, Jonathan, the most conspicuous, Conspicuously missing one is Corniche, who not only won the Eclipse Award, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and was is cut of a very good cloth. And he not only isn't uh, isn't racing uh, for Bafford yet, but he's not is he even on the track yet? I mean, I, I guess their uh, connections are making kind of a a pseudo quiet uh, stand with not even bringing them back to the races so far. Well, I would think that something has to be wrong with the horse. You're not going to keep the horse like that uh, in the barn. That's uh-huh. for sure. I mean, even if they're not going to transfer him and leave him with Baffert, he should, still should be training. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's assume Baffert won the, the court case. Then what? All of a sudden, he's going to bring him out and run him in the derby with two works going into the derby? I don't think so. But he knows. Yeah, I think they're making a point. I, th- I I think they're kind of making a little bit of a protest of their own by uh, doing that with him. I would think that if he, well, first of all, he's he he's unwind because he's uh, he, they un- unwinded him after the uh, the uh, two year old campaign because yeah, he was at the barn, right? He's at the uh, he went back I to the farm. Yeah. So unless he got hurt, uh, at the I, farm. I disagree with you on this one. I think something is up because if he was if he was able to run, we would see him somewhere. Wouldn't we see him in one of these races, even if he's not going to go in the Derby? So he's still a million dollar race. In other words, you're saying that they would run him. 
and keep winning races in an, in a glaring protest against the Kentucky ruling. Yeah, listen, the Arkansas Derby is a million two, the purse. So, yeah. I mean, what are you cutting your nose to spite your face? That doesn't make sense. So, obviously, something's yeah. up. I mean, and not only that, the bluegrass is a stallion making race. Yep. So, there are certainly opportunities that, uh, you know, you can stand on your principles, but so let's not run in the Derby. But we still have million dollar yeah. races coming up to the Derby. Shouldn't we see him? Obviously, something's wrong. I, I would think so. But uh, on the other uh, side of that coin, being uh, someone who's uh, connected to one of the ownerships of one of the horses that may wind up as uh, one of the favorites in the Derby, depending on his next start, you're glad to see he's still on the sidelines, aren't you? Absolutely. Keep them all away. <laughs> Keep them all away. <laughs> all right. That's for sure. But uh, it's going to be interesting. And I guess uh, Pinehurst is almost a, a gimme in the Dubai uh, UAE Derby, right? I guess so. But, I mean, you have Japanese horses coming yeah. up. There are a lot of, certainly a lot of unknowns. They have 23 Japanese horses entered on that day. And that's unheard of because uh, the sheets actually make numbers for all European horses except for the Japan races, and uh, they have 23 of those horses running, so uh, we're up against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pinehurst is the one that's waving the flag for America. All the other horses, as I went through the field, I, I couldn't I couldn't name any of the horses that I even know where they ran or how they ran, that's for sure. But that that's the typical, you know, in the Dubai World Cup. It brings them all together, that's, that's for sure. That's the problem. <laughs> So we're not we're not going to be we're going to be watching and not betting, right? I would assume uh, for the Dubai races, not races right. overall. But we're going to wait until we get back to America before we start uh, 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 pulling out the bankroll, right? Yeah, it's a long day. Yeah. All right. Well, we got racing today at uh, Gulfstream and uh, and uh, Tampa Bay. So I would imagine you're going to you're going to jumpstart me with a little bit of a bankroll winner uh, today. Yeah, we're going to go to Gulfstream race number seven for the first of our two radio plays. It's a mile on the main track, and I love the number four horse in here, Battle Cry. Four-year-old filly from the Carlos David Barn. Sean Bridgman had a board to ride. She's listed at four to one in the morning line. She's the most steady and consistent horse in the field. No late scratches there. Full field of seven. I like number four, Battle Cry, to win today's seventh race out of Gulfstream Park. All right, that's that's a mile, a one-mile race. Seven. Mile. What's that? One mile. Yeah, one mile race, uh, and seven in the race, and you like the horse right in the middle of the starting gate, number four, Battle Cry. Battle Cry at four to one on the morning line in the uh, seventh race is Jonathan Ardoon's play at Gulfstream Park. I would imagine you might have a pick at Tampa. We certainly do. Let's look at the fourth race today, five and a half furlongs on the main track, and I like the number six horse in here, Poseidon. Six-year-old Gelvin from the Robert Smith barn, Sammy Camacho aboard to ride. He's listed at 6-1 to one on the morning line. Not often when you get good at the age of six. However, that's the case. Last year, this horse had a total of six starts. This year, he's now making his fifth start already. Uh, he's actually getting better with each start. He won last time out despite trouble. Number six, Poseidon, 6-1 to one on the morning line, wins today's fourth race out of Tampa Bay Downs. All right, in the uh, fourth race at Tampa. Number six, Poseidon. We hope he sinks the rest of the field. Number <laughs> six, number six, Poseidon in the fourth race at Tampa Bay. Full sheets for Tampa Bay and Gulfstream Park right now, Jonathan. You got, don't you? Yes, at the website, J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. Jonathan, uh, before I let you go, how's your uh, how's your horse doing? How's how's She's running uh, April 2nd, po- uh, Champagne Poetry. She's actually running <laughs> my favorite, Tapita, at Turfway Park <laughs> in a $250,000 stake race. So, and the Derby horse? Your Derby race. horse? The Derby horse? Uh, my horse, the Cyberknife, uh, that yeah. my son bought for Gold Square and Managers is running in the Arkansas Derby, also the same day, April 2nd. And uh, we'll be one of the choices for yeah. the entry. So yeah. uh, he actually looks pretty good in there. He's got to run one, two to make the Derby, and uh, hopefully he will. And you have uh, a very, uh, very good trainer, I think, in, uh, in taking care of him, and Mr. Yeah. Brad Cox, huh? Yeah, we do, and uh, he's doing a great job. Yeah. And uh, the horse was a project. He's a bit of a head case. 
However, head is screwed on right now, we hope. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. The one but right. At any point in the middle of the race, and pull up, he'll duck in, he'll duck out. But supposedly, it's doing real well. All right. Well, that's good. We'll keep our fingers crossed. We want to see you in the, uh, we want to see you in the winter circle the first Saturday in May in the feature race at Churchill Downs while you're wearing your Race Day Las Vegas cap. And with my sign. Hello, Ralph. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, right. Be well and stay safe. Thank uh, you. Uh, you got it, my man. Nice spring day there in Saratoga. You could tell he feel, feeling good. What about you, Tommy? How's the weather down there, Tommy Masses, uh, at, uh, at Gulfstream? It's real hot today, but it, the clouds just starting to creep above me. Uh-huh. Oh. Do we have a so chance? It of- looks like there might be a shower. and You know, who knows down here, but there is clouds all around me right now. Mm. Okay. Uh, and uh, when are you venturing back up to uh, Canada for the start of, uh, well, it's next month is the start of uh, Woodbine, right? Yeah, I will be getting back there the first week of May. Okay, good enough. Uh, while uh, the Derby is running, you're trans- going to go back to Canada, that's for sure. Any thoughts about uh, what's going on in Dubai this weekend? Any uh, thoughts about any of those fields? No, not at all. It doesn't interest me at all. It's too early in the morning for me. I can't get a proper racing form, all that stuff. You know, just what Mr. Hardoon said, there's sheets, uh, there's numbers for these horses, not for those horses. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's an interesting and, and, and worthwhile uh, day of racing, or at least night of racing. It's early in the morning here on the Pacific Coast, really early in the morning. But it's always fun to watch the pageantry and all the big bucks that are being handed out in all those races. It's a lot of fun to watch, but i got to tell you, I'll be watching those races and all the millions of dollars they're putting up there and thinking about uh, the next time I have to put gas in my car. You're lucky you have a car. i got, I got roller skates to get to the track. You're blessed. Don't complain about gas. <laughs> all right, Tommy. Uh, what are we doing today? First thing, uh, there's a big drug bust with trainers in France, and that's a good thing. Uh, they got the two top harness guys. They got a guy, David Cotton, who Cotin, I guess, French guy who won a race at Cheltenham. Oh. And and they said spreading over to this side of the pond their investigation. So just keep Ooh. up, you know. Yeah, well, they had uh, uh, several uh, situations, I think, at uh, Turf Paradise with a jockey pulling up a big horse and all that. So the good thing about this is that when you see stories like this, the first thing you say is, wow, it gives racing a black eye. I look at it as though racing is doing their job and weeding out the bad guys. Yeah, I wish racing would, would agree with both me and you on that, Ralph. That's for sure. You know, I mean, come on. There's going to be a nefarious characters in all walks of life as we are seeing playing out on a national stage right now. And so if you can't... You got, you you know, you got horse racing fans. They think everything is fixed, right? Right. That's not the case. So there there is... You have no reputation. Well, catch a few people. It can only help. And they're doing that now. They really are. We're seeing it more... Yeah, this guy, Colton, was involved in something in in early December Uh having to do with, uh, you know, uh, alleged rape. And then they they, they linked that with... uh, uh, doping and uh, fraud gang, you know, they were doping horses and betting, and this probably, you know, that probably led to this. And mm-hmm. to me, those things, police involved, those things with those type of people, they'll always mess up on something. And a lot of times, you just, you know, you just go backtrack and backtrack and backtrack, and you get to what they've done in racing. That's for sure. I remember many, many years ago here in Las Vegas, there was a race that was a harness race that uh, they, they, thought was fixed in New Jersey, and they bet tons of money on, on Quinella's uh, here, and it came in, and the Quinella, uh, the house Quinella here, paid like twice as much as the Exacta did at the track, and it started unraveling. They knew what, what happened, but they could not uh, connect it. They, couldn't have, they didn't have enough information to connect it, and they said, just wait, we'll get them, and about a year later or whatever, one of the drivers got caught on a drug bust and he turned everybody over it just the dominoes started falling and to make a deal for his uh his drug bust uh, he nailed all the uh all the guys on the fix on the on the race so these things happen it happens all over uh, but uh, the good thing about it is usually they'll catch them that's for sure 
We've got to catch yeah, a couple. I really like. I, no, I really like the police getting involved. Yeah, That's, I think it's a must. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, okay. uh, you gave us some winners last week, so we uh, we uh, spent that money. Though I, I filled my gas tank, so I'm broke again. So what do you think? Okay, <laughs> we're going to Gulfstream Park race number three, number one Ambar. Got a bit of a shuffle last time. Uh, getting the turf, moving up a little, kind of the same class, but I think you'll get a real good trip from the rail here. Number one Ambar race three, Gulfstream Park is my best bet of the day. All right, and of course, uh, Gulfstream Park uh, Ambar is in the field of eight. No late scratches there yet, as we can see. Ambar, the one horse, nice ten to one on the morning line from the rail in a one-mile turf race. The one in the third race is your first selection for us. Got us, uh, got a long shot for us. Yeah, uh, race number six. Uh, You know, it's kind of a tough race, but it's basically a race that uh, number five Drillomatic won last time. Uh You know, he's, uh, you know, it just seems that the two races that uh, Chantel Sutherland rode him, Uh she kind of rode him perfect, just sat there, sat there, and waited and waited and made one big run. Sean Brigmahan got in trouble. You know, the two times before one last time. So, you know, I think the race sets up for Drillomatic. So I'm I'm going with Drillomatic over the horse I'm going to box him with, number three, Timmy M. I think Timmy M is going to be a horse that all the sheep players are going to love, and he's going to get pounded down from that 12-to-1 morning line. Uh And having said that, because I know a couple sheep guys who are asking me, you know, they're they're thinking of claiming him and – so it must have real good numbers. So that's my exact box. Number five, Drillomatic over number three, Timmy M, and the win bet on Drillomatic. All right, now Drillomatic, the five horse, ridden by Chantel Sutherland, fifteen to one on the morning line. Timmy M is twelve to one on the morning line. But we know how that morning line works at uh, Gulfstream Park. But you like the five as your key horse. The five three, exact a box is the uh, exact a box. And uh, Chantel Sutherland riding the five horse. You say she has kind of the knack with this horse, and we hope Drillomatic drills the field today in the uh, sixth race. And uh, I understand they're doing a, a documentary on uh, Chantel as well. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a camera crew following her, so maybe they'll follow her right in the winner's circle today. How about that? Yeah, I like her. I think she's a real sweet girl. I, I really like her a lot. And she can ride. Yes, sir. Yeah, she can. All right, thanks a lot, Tommy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For sure. Good luck, everyone. All right, you got my man. We're going to come back. Give you the twin Q results from Sunday. They had a carryover, you know. And uh, John Lynn will be here and Jerry Jackowitz as well. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, let's see what happened on Sunday at the station casinos with their Twin Q carryover of $5,728. Featured a couple of races at Oaklawn. Uh, the first of those races, the seventh race, the winner paid seven twenty. dollars second horse paid $7 even. In the ninth race at Oaklawn, the second half of the Twin Q, the winner paid fifty-one sixty. The second horse paid thirteen eighty. Yeah, Sunday Twin Q. 
Two people had it. They hit it. Two people had it. Winning a number is 5, 10, 3, 11. Two tickets, chopped it up, $2,864 in some type of great handicap and in the twin queue on Sunday. Wow. Good stuff there. All righty. Let's go to John Linda, standing by, who does an Oak Lawn sheet every Oak Lawn Racing Day. Good morning, John. Good morning. How you doing, Ralph? I'm doing fine, my man. That was a pretty good piece of handicapping there for the Twin Q, huh? Yeah, that was excellent. That last race was tough. So yeah. uh, congratulations to those guys. They earned their money. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you're seeing the ball well at Oakland. Our, your radio horse at Oakland on uh, Sunday ran second at a nice price there. So uh, you're seeing the ball good there, both at Oakland and Santa Anita. So Flavian Pratt is now, is he like officially gone now? Is he, he's not coming back to Santa Anita? Well, he's riding in Dubai this weekend, uh-huh. and then he's got a mount in the Arkansas Derby, uh-huh. and then uh, by Keeneland. then Keeneland starts. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll, he will be back in Southern California between now and the start of Keeneland. I don't think so. So uh, if he does, it'll be for a day here or there, and that would be about it. But he can uh, not ride uh, for the rest of the almost year at <laughs> Santa Anita and still win the jock title there. <laughs> well, he's got 70 wins. Juan Hernet has won four on Sunday, so he's got 44. And, uh, you know, with Prod gone and Velasquez leaving soon, mm-hmm. uh, Hernandez is going to get an awful lot of shots between now and the middle of June when this meet ends. So I think there's a chance he could catch Prod. It's going to be close, but uh, uh, everything would have to break right. I mean, that's... 70 wins to 44 this late, in the, you know, over halfway through. That's a long distance he's got to make up. But i got to tell you, John, this Juan Hernandez is a darn good rider. He's got to be picking up a lot of the live ones that Flavian Pratt is uh, leaving, and that's a possibility. Oh, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, and he rides for a lot of good barns. Uh, you know, he's, he's in in most of the big barns, and you got to think with Pratt gone now, other places are going to open up as well. So he's going to be the guy people are calling first off, and uh, – We'll see who else uh, you know might, might venture into Southern California, but for right now, looks like Juan Hernandez is going to be the man. Dubai World Cup, uh, they drew the field, and no surprises there. And I guess uh, the American horses will uh, be taking most of the money. I would think so. And you know, uh, from the rail, life is good as going to make the lead. He's got to go with that short run to the first turn. Mm-hmm. The only question for him is is a mile and a quarter too far. So as long as he gets the distance, he is going to be one tough son of a gun to catch. And I guess Hot Rod Charlie looks to complete the the exacta there with maybe Country Grammar, who's been doing very well. Country Grammar kind of under the radar screen, isn't he? Yeah, he ran a big race in the Saudi Cup. Obviously, he, he handles those tracks over there. He has trained well going into this. And a Hot Rod Charlie has a win over that track at Maidan City, so that's very important. And he's been there now for a few months, so... Uh, if you want to call it a home field advantage, I would give him a little bit of a home field advantage over the other American horses. Now, i got to tell you, we get to the UAE Derby, and it's got uh, Kentucky Derby leaderboard points, and we got uh, Bob Baffert, who has the Saudi Derby winner in there on Pinehurst, uh, most likely going to be one of the favorites. I don't know anything about any of the other uh, you know, uh, horses uh, from all over the world coming in for that. But uh, Baffert got denied that stay, and I guess the next ruling – of any chance is in April, is it not? Well, the, the next thing he's got to do, yesterday the the, the courts uh, disallowed the stay. Yeah. But they put back the, the delay of the start of the suspension from March 22nd till April 4th, which would give him time to go ahead and now try and file an appeal in the Court of Appeals uh-huh. to get that stay. Jeez. So let's say uh, I'm sure they'll file that uh, an appeal, and if they get that okayed, then that will delay the suspension. If that does not happen, he will have to start serving the suspension April the 4th. Mm-hmm. And by the rules of California, if you have a suspension longer than 60 days, you have to disband your stable and, and move everything out of the barns. So he would have to disband the stable at Santa Anita. And the assistant so, uh, trainer taking over doesn't work in that particular situation. No, not at all. Uh, the horses would be have to relocate it to uh, people who don't have any association with trainer Bob Baffert. Well, John, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, we were uh, thinking and try to not so much debate, but to try to understand and, and figure out what's going on with Corniche. And since, uh, you know, he's out of the Baffert barn, you're in Southern California. Hear any word on that? No, but, uh, you know, I heard you guys talking earlier. And uh, believe me, Ralph, if, if you've got a, you know, horses have a limited shelf life. If you have a healthy horse doing well, they're going to be in training, working toward a race. And, 
I don't think he's had a recorded work. He was at Windstar Farm. I don't know if he's still there or not, mm -hmm. but I have not seen anything recorded as far as a workout for Cornish. So obviously there was some kind of setback along the way. Uh, there's no way he gets to the Derby now. You can yeah. you can put a line through that, and uh, you know we'll see when he returns who he returns to, and, and uh, that'll be a lot of depending on what happens in the courts. So uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens with him, but. If you're handicapping for the Kentucky Derby, I'd put a line through him and, and assume he's not going to be there. And, of course, we'll uh, keep everybody posted on that with the Kentucky Derby Seminar on uh, May 6th, right after the Kentucky Oaks Day racing program at the South Point. If you want to come out and see that uh, Derby Seminar with myself, John Lindo, and Brad Free, uh, and there's a Derby weekend package at the South Point as well for May 6th, the Kentucky Oaks Day and the 7th Kentucky Derby Day at $299, a great deal. And we'll be doing the seminar that night in the Grandview Ballroom right after the races and, of course, the next day applying what will be hard-working handicapping uh, to, the, uh, to the dollars on uh, Kentucky Derby Day in the big ballroom at the South Point as well. Uh, all that, yeah, so you're you're in the same boat as uh, Jonathan Ardoon, thinking there's something amiss with the horse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, by now he would have been working and and probably had been ready to race. If everything had gone right, you give a horse a little break after the Breeders' Cup. He should have been in training and working in January. All right, so we're going to look forward to another weekend of racing over at Santa Anita and your Lindo report, of course, covering Oaklawn Park, and that'll start tomorrow. Oaklawn's picking up Thursdays now, so you have an Oaklawn Park and a Santa Anita Lindo report, separate full reports exclusively at the South Point this week, right? Absolutely. I'm ready to go. All right, thanks a lot, John. We will uh, we'll keep uh, and you keep an eye on what's going on in SoCal for us, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck today. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Now we're going to go to Jerry Jackwist to wrap it up. He's going to give us a couple of winners at uh, Gulfstream Park, as he did with a reverse play on Sunday where uh, his uh, key horse ran second, but the uh, the uh, winner was uh, the favorite, and the reverse exacta came in there. So we uh, cast. We were a little bit wrong, but uh, got to cash anyhow. Yeah, right. Well, that's part of our system, our approach. Yep. So this this hopefully keeps the – Losing streaks to a minimum, because mm -hmm. you know, Ralph, if you sat at a blackjack, ta blackjack table, mm -hmm. at, which is a 50-50 game essentially, right, and you lost five hands in a row, you wouldn't even think twice about it, and that would be basically on an even money bet. So we like to, you know, if you're betting two to ones, four to ones, ten to ones, you could have long losing streaks just playing the win, the win pool only, but if you kind of have a win place kind of uh, system, which basically I do, uh -huh. you you shorten those losing streaks and keep them from uh, eating you up. It's a big it's a big deal to be able to play this way, and if you use the exactness properly, you can get full value of the win price very often for coming in second. So and I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I think that um, you know that the racing has to do a better job in explaining the advantages of odds and making money versus uh, the even money type of table games. Right. Well, I th well, the even money table games are pretty easy. You bet, you win, you bet, you lose, and, you know. Right, you I understand that, homework. but what I'm saying is we got to get the message across about how uh, more plentiful it is to make wagers in horse racing with the better odds that you can have a longer losing streak of, of bets, and, and when you do hit, you cash, you make money. You know, right. You, well, you you're recover. a good example of that because uh, you really you do go from big score to big score more than than say other people. But for me, when I played, uh, essentially when I particularly when I was playing only exclusively for a living, I was selling nothing and just uh -huh. going to the track and just betting horses to make a living to pay my uh, New York City rent. Um, <laughs> you know, you. I, a long losing streak was fairly intolerable, and so right. uh, the system became obvious. I started to develop it. I did it with some other friends. We we learned how to do it, and it it worked like a charm. So, you know, we were constantly getting enough money and nutrition that we could keep our bankrolls intact, and then when we could score, we could score out big time and pay pay our bills and uh, go on to the next play. And that's uh, that's essentially it. And I've been doing it for 25 years on your show, trying to right. show this kind of thinking. So, uh, and I want to... 
Yeah, uh, exact polls are fantastic for you guys. That's no kidding. Uh, uh, however, yeah. it, it's been watered down a little with the this uh, this uh, batch betting, but nevertheless, batch betting does hurt us a little yeah. bit for sure. But I want to emphasize the fact that you said you fine tuned that system, and it's all uh, it's all the byproduct, the end byproduct is the power pages that you can get each uh, Southern California and uh, New York and Florida racing days right now in Florida and then to New York soon. The power pages, the culmination of all that work in a simple, readable form is available at the uh, station casinos every one of those racing days, like it is today for Gulfstream. So give me a horse. Correct, my friend. Okay, so we'll, we'll do the fourth and the sixth race today and see if we can't come up with something pretty good. Let's go to the fourth. Okay. Number five, Cindy's Song. Uh, ten to one. You'll never see it because this is a Ralph Nix horse, and he's really hot, and he's getting bet down a little bit these days. But just looks fantastic. Ran a three race cycle, ended up winning first time over the all weather track, mm-hmm. then went to the turf on a little layoff to February 11th, and ran fantastic. But really, uh, just uh, it was just impossible from that 11 post. So today moves into the nice five post. Maybe gets a little softer group to go with. Maybe not. It's hard to say. But I like the five an awful lot. Cindy's song, it's a great win place bet at 10 to 1 for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I'll take 4 to 1 here. I'll take the five, and there are some scratches. I'll take 3 to 1 or better. I'll take the five over the 167, do reverses, and an impressive 5665. Six, I almost wanted to play the six over the five, but uh, I decided on the five. All right, the six is sneaky cheeky, Sutherland riding there, and Gaff Leone is on your horse, Cindy's song. So here's how the play works in the fourth at Gulfstream. The five is the key over 167 and reverse, and another 5665, correct? On to the sixth race. Yeah, well, we're going to go with uh, number three, Timmy M., another star horse. By the way, uh, Cindy's song was a star horse on the sheet. Okay. Another star horse for everybody out there. Um, uh, Jaramillo takes us for Gustavo Delgado. And uh, the last time this horse raced, she was just crying, just crying for some racing room and really had no chance and just was full of uh, running. I, I think she'll come back today and reproduce that race but if nobody's in front of her forget about it okay and 12 to 1 is just just great so i'm going to take the three make a win place bet here play the three with the four six seven eight and do my reverses all right real quick uh the three is the key in the sixth race over four six seven eight and reverse two dollar roi two to win on the three in the sixth and tommy came up with a horse in that race so i got a sirocco play today we hit it on sunday uh, right. So the Sirocco play for me today is the uh, five three three five because uh, uh, Tom likes uh, t- uh, Mr. Masses likes the five in the sixth race. All right, power Later. pages for all of Gulfstream Park today at, at Station Casinos. One more thing to say. Go ahead and say it. Have a great race day, everybody.